Tournament Poker Edge Live. Hey everybody, welcome to Tournament Poker Edge Live, brought to you by TournamentPokerEdge.com. This is Killing Bird, back with you once again with Cougars 4444 and Big Dog Pocket Fives. What's up, guys? Yo. You didn't want to bark like a dog like you do every damn <laughs> no, morning? No, don't bark like a dog or you'll make that dog next door bark. <laughs> oh, shit. There he goes. <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously you guys were on the last episode of the podcast, which was only a few days ago. Um... But we thought we'd bring you back on because both of you managed to bag up after day one of event eight. More chips than Casey. <laughs> and yes, Cougars has more chips than the big dog, but that's probably temporary, right, Casey? I would imagine. Can't fathom him outlasting me. Oh, I just want to last longer. So Time to win to last longer when I win the fucking tournament. <laughs> so I guess first maybe you guys can talk just a little bit about what you found in terms of competition level, what'd you think of the play, just any general thoughts on the tournament? I mean, in general thoughts, it's it's actually rather impressive that we both bagged, like, not to toot our own horn, but it's a tough tourney to get to uh, even the end of day one, because you start so shallow, I mean, with only 3k in chips, you really gotta gamble early, and you're forced to make some moves in the first couple levels, and, I mean, like any tournament, eventually you gotta get lucky once or twice, and... Uh, we both did, so I'm glad that we're both moving up. Yeah, I mean, we lost 85% of the field, so, you know, no matter how good you are, the fact that both of us were in the top 15% is a pretty good sign. And we'll be down to the money pretty quick tomorrow, and, you know, you just got to take some spots and gamble. The structure, you know, once you get that initial double up, you, you're usually pretty fine. I mean, everybody complains, oh, you only have 3,000 in starting chips, but I mean, the blinds are 25, 25, 25, 50, and 51, then 75, 150, and they're hour level, so I mean, there are spots you can pick and choose, you just gotta hopefully select them right, and you can't really, I mean, it is true though, you can't lose a big pot, otherwise you're extremely short stacked, and you do gotta get lucky. I I, I tend to gamble a bit early, because I usually only have, like, the two 1k chips and the 500 chip and then no chips to shuffle so i'm like screw this i'm just gonna play some pots so i have some chips to shuffle well and you're kind of losing money by playing the 1k in the first place because playing crazy four poker you seem to have a higher <laughs> hourly than you do uh playing yeah. playing tournaments anymore so when you say you need to gamble early does that just mean taking lots of flops with like suited connectors and small pairs and stuff or does that mean just looking for a chance to get your chips in on a flip i mean i think if there's an ev spot even if it's pretty marginal and it's early you may want to take it and just get some chips or get out right you know if you have a marginal draw or you know there's a percentage of the time he's going to fold and if he does call you're probably you know 50 50 then sometimes you push those spots where in other times you just play it a little slower so because you have you're so deep and you can allow yourself to wait. Right. But at the same time, you have to remember, being much more shallow, the implied odds aren't there to take as many flops necessarily, but also you have to realize the caliber of the opponent you're playing against, and it's definitely on a different level than even, say, a Venetian $500 tournament. The caliber, I mean, of course, table to table, it's going to vary, and there are a lot of wizards out there that you got to watch out and make sure you don't run into, but... On an individual bit. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> well, I, I think there was one spot you talked about, Casey, where I 
think it was like five, seven of clubs or something, where you were in the big blind and there was a raise, but then a ton of limps, and you were in the big blind, you could have easily just folded there, but because of the implied odds, I guess, you, you call there with some, was, oh. it, was it five, seven of clubs? No, I think it was queen six. Ah, that's right. And it was actually against a TPE member. Um, I think his name was Hammer242424. I'm pretty it's sure. A lot of two fours. Yeah, I think he drinks a lot of beer. <laughs> no, actually, I'm not sure about that. But uh, he was a really nice guy and, like, real chat. He was actually listening to the podcast we did the night before at the table. So it was kind of cool. But uh, he raised – he was two to my left, and I was in the big blind. Wait, so, so you're saying somebody has actually listened to the podcast? Uh, he was the only one, yeah. He, <laughs> okay. was, he was our one listener. Fair enough. So he raised two to my left um, to 75 because we were playing 25-25, and there was a whack of flatters. I'm not sure how many, like – maybe three or four, and I was in the big line for 25. So it was 50 chips one. I had queen six suited. So I threw him in, and the flop came queen six deuce, so pretty much smacked me. I'm never folding in that tournament when I only have 3K in chips. This is level one. He C-bet, I think, to like uh, three 325 maybe. Um, everybody folded. It came to me. I made it like uh, 750 probably, somewhere in that range. And uh, he jammed it in. Obviously, I called. He had ace queen, and uh, I faded the, the two next cards. So but, it gave me an early double up. Really nice guy. I was sorry to see him go because he was really touting TPE. He's like, honestly, to everyone at the table, it's a great sight. Big Doc's the best player I've ever seen. Uh, he's a nice guy. He's the best player I've ever seen. Uh, his videos are really instructive. He's the best player I've ever seen. So you're basically saying he told you a lot of lies. Yeah, he was, but he was good. He was convincing. Like, he had me convinced. <laughs> But at the same time, I, you know, talking about that hand, and I know queen six isn't the strongest hand, but you were over 100 big blinds deep. The blinds were 25-25. So, I mean, implied odds, you were getting really, really, really insanely good ones. Right, and I was planning on smashing the flop or getting out. And Yeah, I mean, it, was, it makes it your decisions really easy post-flop. The absolute dream flop. Because, I mean, even queen 10-6 is, is like, you're still hand, your hand's a little There's bit so vulnerable. Many draws, yeah. yeah. But queen six deuce when you're holding queen six is unless like, they got deuces you're more likely yeah, to be good there. It's like or sixes I guess, but card removal there's not a lot of sixes left. Yeah, it was a dream flop, and uh, that's why I put in the fifty chips because it just looked good to me and it worked out. Sorry, Hammer. Yeah. You're not that sorry though. I was kind of a little like I honestly liked him. He's a good guy, and he's like, hey Casey Jarzik, how you doing? I'm a TPE member. Like really nice guy, you know. Yeah. Not just because he liked our site, but. That's mostly it. <laughs> and, and how many chips did you end the day with? I ended the day with uh, twenty-five-eight. Um, you can't see me on Poker News because apparently I was too stupid to report properly, and I didn't write my name on my sheet. I'd like but to point out that he argued for about twenty minutes about how he's done this so many times that he no, does it perfectly. Allow me to retort. <laughs> what I pointed out and was willing to bet is that I put my name on the bag. Which we don't know for sure if that's the case. I will take a picture of the bag the second <laughs> I sit down, chip still in it, and send it to you. I'm 100% positive. But I, did, I just signed the uh, little form that you get with three copies. There's a spot for a signature, so I did that. And this part for print your name, I left it blank. That happens. Good job. And then, you, at, I guess at the beginning of the tournament, you had sort of a weird, scary incident, right? Yeah, the table next to me, um, a guy just fell over and started having a massive seizure. And it was really scary. Like, I hated watching it because after, like, probably two minutes of really violent shaking, he was just, like, totally 
still motionless, like not moving. And like I thought there was a good chance he was going to die. Like it was a really really scary scene. And uh, I, I'm glad. Like 20 minutes later, after the ambulance showed up, after 20 minutes, he finally started moving and showing some signs of life. And then he was eventually sitting in a chair. And then my table broke, and I don't know if they took him away or what. But uh, yeah, it was pretty scary. I was glad to see you. He was at least moving around. Yeah, that's that's not the way you want to start off a tournament for sure. Definitely not. Cougars, did you have any interesting hands? Um, I guess I had a couple interesting ones. Uh, I basically doubled up in the first level and a half without a showdown, so that was nice. I had Jeff Madsen at my table, and he ran a three-barrel bluff in a spot that I didn't think was very good, and uh, he got called by a better hand, which I expected. And uh, then I got moved to another, or we moved our whole table, actually, from the Amazon room to the pavilion room. <clears throat> and a TPE member was sitting at the table. He raised under the gun. I three-bet ace-king off, and a guy on my left four-bet shoved. I only had 35 big blinds. I called off. He had sevens, won a flip, won another flip against nines, where a guy three-bet squeezed over my raise and a flat. And then what really propelled me was I had eight-nine of hearts under the gun. I opened. Guy two on my left flatted, older guy. And a young, like, MMA-looking kid flatted, or he three-bet, sorry. I made it 700, guy flatted, he made it 1,500. We were pretty deep, him and I, so I flatted. Flop was ace-9-9, nine, nine. pretty good when you have 8-9. <laughs> he leads 3K, I call, old guy sticks it all in. He tanked for, like, three or three and a half minutes and eventually folded. I called in a heartbeat, old guy at ace-king. Young kid folded ace-queen, otherwise I could have had probably, like, 50k, and uh, it propelled me to a pretty big stack. I did have one weird hand where uh, I got moved to a new table, didn't really know anybody. Kid under the gun plus one, young kid, made it 900 at 2-4. Guy on his immediate left shoved for 6,600, and the next guy reshoved for 18,000 and change. And I jokingly told the kid on my right, oh, I wonder what I have to look at here. And of course, figures after I say something stupid like that, I look down at two queens, and I had about 37,000 in chips. What do you guys think? Well, I think it's a pretty easy fold. Just be, I mean, if I'm online, I'm never folding there just because there's too many moves and people are isol isolating a little wider than life. But um, I might call with ace-king, but I think queens, I know it's pretty close to the same hand, but uh, I think I, I fold them pretty easily. I ended up folding. I, I did tank probably for the longest I ever have in my poker history, which was probably all of a minute and 45 seconds. But I got counts just so I could get the math right and make sure. And I, I mean, I wasn't happy about folding because you don't get queens that often, so you never like folding them. But it ended up being uh, the initial shover head ace-king and the re-shover head two queens as well, and the ace-king held... So I bagged with 36000 and change. I don't remember exactly as much. So I'm probably just going to sit out the first 90 minutes tomorrow so I uh, can <laughs> ensure I get a min cash. I will not be doing that. <laughs> I will either be not cashing or going very deep. So either going deep or playing the $1,500 six-max tomorrow. P pretty much. <laughs> that's, that's the plan. You're going to go register if... For some odd reason, you do bust, right? Yeah. As was, long as it's open. Yeah, I was thinking about it. That's the plan. Yeah. And, Casey, I think you said you played one other hand against a TPE member? Yeah. Um, his name is K-O-B-R, I believe. 
he opened the button. He was two to my right. And uh, he was pretty shallow. The big blind was um, 200, and he had approximately 4,600 in chips. He opened the button, and uh, small blind folded, and I had ace-king in the big blind. So I three-bet, but it was pretty big, pretty much letting him know that I was not folding to a jam. I think I made it like... Um, 1350 maybe it was pretty big like there's no way I could fold to his jam and he ended up jamming and I called and he had the big dogs and uh, unfortunately I lost to the big dogs so I lost a 10k flip there um, but it was to a TPE member so it wasn't too bad but unfortunately he busted a little while after that so it kind of went in vain I could have a lot of chips but I lost a few flips I also squeezed a few spots where I shouldn't with kitchens and uh <laughs> I probably lost 25k in chips without exaggerating with kitchens. Uh, even the last hand of the night, I cold four bet to like 7500 uh, with kitchens, and the guy jammed and then showed me kings. So I was not picking good spots with uh, kitchens, but it wasn't a bad day. 25k at this point is not too bad. Probably somewhere mid pack. I got lots yeah, it's of definitely to play. above average. I think I figured out average is about 20,000 right now. So yeah, I've so a little bit more than that, and not that it matters that much, but. It's good to have an idea what it is. Right. I think we go back at 3-6, so either way I have like 40 bigs or whatever, somewhere in that range. Uh, that's plenty for me to screw up a lot of hands. Especially but since when everybody looks up who they're playing with, they're just going to have some do not re- did not report. Yeah, that, gonna sit down that do not time. report guy is pretty scary. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Especially because he's at three different tables. Yeah. <laughs> you just never know which one's going to sit down with you. Yeah. Yeah, I seen the guy third in chips that actually did not report. He had like 61K, and I'm like, ooh, it's my brother there. <laughs> Maybe you could swap seats with him and get his chip stack. Cool. So, uh, for me, I managed to get my first cash in. Congratulations, yes. Thank sir. Thank you very much. It was Actually, just... he said that. He said we should have made a first cash bet. And I would say that we would still have an opportunity to push yeah. because his tournament started at the exact same time as ours. I yeah. agree. And I think that would have been fair. And he wouldn't have said that if we had cash first. So, Right. No, no I would not. And I... <laughs> He's free rolling it, basically. Exactly. Yeah. So He's got to get in brags where he can, though. I mean, it's kind right. of a struggle these days. I need everything I can get. So it was a small tournament. It was a $125 buy-in. It was the first event at uh, uh, the Gold Nugget. I guess that's what their place is called. The Golden Nugget. Golden Nugget. So, um, But those are good structures. So for any of you guys who are coming to the town who are like maybe low to mid-stakes guys, um, I would actually encourage you to check that out over Binion's because it really was. Make sure you get a good night's sleep before. Yeah. It, it's a one-day event. I busted 20th at 2.30 in the morning or something. Yeah, so you probably um, figure that's going to at least 5 a.m. Yeah. yeah. I, when we were when we were all playing, I I said to one of the guys, I said, if the sun is has not come up yet when this thing is over, I'll be surprised. Right. That's the one nice thing about the WSOP is they got it right with only 10 levels maximum a day. Right, yeah, for sure. Because it is a long day. I mean, Venetian, if you play from 10 till 2... You're absolutely beat, and then you got to be back tomorrow, twelve hours later, to play with all the real money on the line. Right. Yeah, I was surprised to have how early you guys bagged because I was, of course, following you guys on Twitter. And well, we they could only yeah, play no, down to fifteen percent because it's a two two, two day starting, starting day. Yeah, it's true. and obviously we can't play down till normally it would have been another hour and twenty minutes, which yeah. still would have been fine. Like yeah, I, it been I still like, felt fine at the end of the like night. Like probably about twelve forty-five, I think we would have been done. So you've yeah. been out of there by one. You're not back till two thirty, so it gives you a little bit of a break. And we get a 90-minute dinner, which is almost too long. Right. Well, it gave us a chance to go with uh, In-N-Out Burger. So, uh, nice. so good. Yeah. <laughs> so have you had In-N-Out four times now since you've been here? I hope my girlfriend's not listening, but yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt she listens. 
Uh, she actually did listen uh, because she texted me, text me today and goes, uh, why are you swearing at the beginning of the last podcast? <laughs> Well, after I eat Heineken's, I just get to rest. <laughs> That's great. So, uh, Hegbard Selene has arrived in the house, and I'll be uh, trying to get him on the next podcast. But like I said, I figured since you guys... Uh, he's got a pretty grinding schedule, though. Like, well, he's been really busy. Yeah, he's been here like six days, and I think he's got a total of 45 minutes of poker <laughs> under his belt. So, I mean, that's tough to sleep. Yeah, but in yeah. six days, he has about 68 hours of sleep. Yeah, 68 hours of sleep, and uh, he pretends like he knows how to cook, but everything smells like shit. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. I think he has a little bit of like European influence in him, and I don't know what he's cooking out there, but I wouldn't feed it to Nugget. Nugget is my dog, by the way. <laughs> so we'll, we'll get Charlie on a podcast soon, and we'll, we're going to get a bunch of other And guys. T-Twist. And yeah, T-Twist is coming tomorrow, actually. 8 p.m. tomorrow, the T-Twist arrives in town. Yep, so get ready, Vegas. And we'll, uh... Hopefully me and Cougars are deep into the money by then. Are we going to do a drunk podcast on his birthday? That could be entertaining. Oh. I don't know if we'll have time, because that'll be right after the boot camp. Uh, that's true. We, we can, can do, do a hungover We can do a hungover one in the next one. We can morning. do it when we come home from the bar that night. Uh, like, I will not be <laughs> participating in that. I plan on pushing the limits of my health to the, uh, to the <laughs> brinks and possibly dying that night. I won't let that happen. Patricia. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so then T- so T-Twist is arriving tomorrow, and then I think Ween a couple days after that. Thursday, so. maybe, or I don't know, one of these days coming up. And then we will have the Bob Saget full house. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the floor is ready for whoever is last, so hurry up and get here if you have a chance. Yeah, we're one bed short, and guess who's definitely not giving up his? <laughs> who? <No, is>? <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Obviously, day two of the 1K tomorrow, but do you guys have certain things we know you're going to be playing in the next, like, three, four, five days? Or it just kind of all depends on how this 1K goes. I'm going to register for the 1500 tomorrow just in case I do bust. Um, other than that, no real long-term plans. Uh, got to figure it out, though, because we do have the boot camp coming up, so you got to kind of figure out if you do make it day two or day three or whatever, if it's going to interfere with the boot camp. So I'll kind of see what's going on play by year. Cool. Same with you, Cougars? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to double dip, but if I bust tomorrow, I'll play something the next day up until the boot camp. Yeah. Cool, and I think I'm going to come over and maybe play some of the Rio Deep Stack tournaments so that I can sweat you guys while you uh, go to victory. So it'll be a good day tomorrow, hopefully. Hopefully it's a really good day for TP. It looks like we've turned the corner with you finally getting a cash under your belt. Me and Cougar's both bagging when we're pretty deep into the field. So hopefully we turn the corner and uh, we start our run here and maybe pink bracelet or two that would jewelry? be great maybe a little jewelry if you got one would you actually wear it though well you know a lot of people say it's not cool to wear it like they but i would i would never take it off i wrap around my <laughs> dick in the shower well, i tried to win as a trophy yesterday uh was it a nice trophy um i didn't the venetian trophies are kind of nice i yeah. don't know what i actually don't think i saw it but somebody told me you other than you, somebody yeah. at the tournament told me you get a trophy. So. Well, I actually won a couple of live tournaments at uh, the Taj in Atlantic City, and he got uh, Movado watches. That's pretty nice. Yeah, and it's engraved on the back and whatever. I wore one of those forever, but I don't really like a watch. Me either. So, yeah. but a bracelet, I, I'm probably going to be digging that. Yeah. You know, I'd probably be afraid I'd lose it. Well, I mean, if I lose it, I know I'll just win another. Who would lose a World Series of Poker bracelet? Have you seen how drunk I can get? <laughs> I just thought. You were going to mention that Chris Moneymaker lost his 
aggressive. Oh, that too. <laughs> but he found it. I read that. Oh, oh really? he found it? Yeah, two years later. Oh, wow. Lucky guy. Yeah. Cool. He All found right. it the first time, too. <laughs> Touche. Touché, On that sir. note, uh, we will wrap up this podcast, but make sure and tune in to uh, Cougars and Big Dog's uh, Twitter accounts. Yeah, mine is like uh, just spelled like all my website names, yep. Big Dog Pocket Fives. Yeah, and mine's Cougars4444. With an ad sign for both of them. So, oh, is uh, it? I don't know how that thing works. Yeah, I just use it on my phone. I have zero idea what's going on. <laughs> so make sure you guys uh, follow them and see how they do tomorrow in day two of the 1K. And um, if I somehow manage to catch one more tournament before the end of the summer, I'll make sure and tweet that too. So that is it for now. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Big Dog and Cougars. And we'll see you guys next time on TPE Live. See you.